Hello and welcome to another episode of the Get Football Tactics podcast. I'm your host Neil Shilat as always and I'm delighted to say that I have been joined by Alex Barker. How are you Alex? I'm good. I'm currently enjoying a week off work. Uh so I'm feeling very peaceful, very zen. Not done anything last two days. I'm beginning to lose my mind. Uh <laughs> hopefully I don't lose my mind for Atlas podcast. Although I might have given the topic and I'll attach more to that explanation as we introduce it. Okay, well, that should be interesting. Uh, and I hope Varun is not losing his mind as well. How are you doing, Varun? No, a lot more sane than the last few episodes. Uh, United have actually won a bit. And there's an international yeah. break, which is welcome relief. And yeah, yeah that's, that's the only smooth. period of stability in your life. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, <laughs> I know nothing wrong is going to happen, which is also saying a lot. Anything could happen. But then, yeah, it's good. I'm good. All right, very good. Well, uh, we are here today to talk about a team which is not doing so well this season in fact they're doing um, quite badly because they are last in the Bundesliga we are here to talk about Union Berlin Union Berlin who of course were incredibly impressive last season qualified for the Champions League for the first time ever uh, at, at at one point were even leading the Bundesliga a fair way into the season uh, and now suddenly they're last so i suppose that begs the question what on earth is going on there and that is basically what we are going to discuss um there are some very interesting answers as uh, alex alluded to but before we get into what's going wrong this season we will have to talk about what went right last season but before we do that as well let's just get a very quick background about union berlin as a club because i, I well i hope most people uh, are, are aware of them in in some capacity but uh, there is a very very interesting story So uh Union Berlin uh, were founded oh, in 1906 I believe a very very long time ago uh, and therefore one of the most historic clubs in Germany and most definitely in East Berlin which is where they are based and which is why their history uh, post World War 2 uh, is quite interesting and goes on a different trajectory to most other uh, major German clubs of course all of whom were in in West Germany and West Berlin including of course Hertha the the supposed big berlin club but now uh, struggling in the second tier and instead it's union who are uh, enjoying times in the first division uh, now as as i said so after uh, world war 2 they effectively basically had a bit of a di- di- dissolution uh, and then eventually i believe it was in the 1960s uh, that when uh, they, that they were sort of restarted when uh, football in east germany was being more organized so that's that's where you can trace that modern history to uh, and since then they've really they, they've been a, a, a lower league club uh, since the reunification of germany right um, and even if you go back as recently as 2007 to 2008 they were in the regional fourth tier the regionalliga nord in germany so that's about 15 years ago they were down in the fourth tier um and then in a, they they had some quick success they got a couple of back to back promotions um to go up to the well not back to back but uh, in in quick succession they went up to the zweite bundesliga by 2010 uh and then they spent a good chunk of time there uh, slowly building towards of course their historic first promotion at the end of the 2018 19 season uh and then they they were impressive enough uh in the bundesliga 
Uh, in their first ever season, they finished 11th, well clear of the relegation zone. In the second season, they pushed on to 7th. In the third season, which is 21-22, they got all the way to 5th, qualifying for Europe. And then, of course, last season, one step further to 4th, qualifying for the Champions League for the first time ever. Uh, all of this was done under the same head coach, Urs Fischer, a really, really highly regarded great guy. And also, I suppose it's worth mentioning that uh, as uh, a club that was obviously uh, saw through the time of East Berlin, their fan culture and fan base is very working class. So in, in contrast, especially to Hertha Berlin, their uh, fan culture is quite different. And uh, it, it's, it's seen as a sort of a cult club uh, in many ways. But anyway, let us now dig in to the exact tactics uh, and and some stats as we always tend to do. So let us begin by looking back at the very impressive 2022-23 campaign. Varun, why don't you tell us what they were doing uh, last season? Oh wait, Alex has a hand up. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. go to Alex first. I, I, I just wanted to put my hand up as we mentioned, as we go into the tactics. Uh, this is something I've not told you guys and it's an explanation to the audience why on our Google Doc for their tactics, 22 and 23, and 22, 23, 23, 24. Uh, mainly, I am adding data to the discussion. Do you guys know why? Uh, no. Well, as Union Berlin fans, uh, you all know that it takes to truly, it takes either an Union Berlin super fan or someone who is insane to actively enjoy watching their football matches. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're the guy who is defending Max Allegri. Yes, and I will you're... defend Max Allegri. I will defend Urs Fischer. Do I enjoy watching them? No. So that is why I will. <laughs> I think it's important to say when when we do not tap to this podcast, it's important to set a precedent of when you've only watched them twice this season, which is my case, and try to avoid watching them as much as possible while knowing about them, of course, last season. Which is why I'm opening up to that, and you guys lead the tactical discussion because, as you will now explain, they're extremely boring to watch. And that is their genius, or is it? And of course, but I, I wanted to make that clear to you guys and the audience before we dived into their tactics. I will do. I'll be so impressed if you guys manage to make it exciting. By the way, well, I think it's not that tough. Actually, I think they're pretty exciting. Yeah. But anyway, Chall- well, challenge accepted. Yes, let's <laughs> dig into this. Go for it, Vaughn. Yeah. Um. To be fair, I half know where Alex is coming from, but then there's a whole side of their tactics that's actually a lot of fun. So let's get into it. Um, what they play. So, I mean, the tactics are largely common for almost three years now. This is the third third year running. Uh, actually, even before that as well. But I'm talking about at least the tactics in Bundesliga. And they had a good 21-22. Uh, they had a good 22-23. And they're having a terrible 23-24. So it's actually quite funny that with very, very similar tactics, they have... Um, varying results we'll get into why on the results but i'll first uh, lay a platform on what the tactics are so i mean depending on how you roll you can call this a 5-3-2 or a 3-1 a 3-1-4-2 uh, basically they have three center backs a defensive midfielder um, who's like just shielding the back three two wing backs who join the attack and who also joined the defense. So that's where the back five or back three, however you want to call it, appears. Two midfielders who are like two very active box-to-box midfielders who give a lot of vertical thrust. And then two strikers up top. 
they have largely stuck on to this yes there are some variations where it's just one striker and the supporting player is a little deeper we'll get into that but largely speaking imagine a 3142 on the pitch and what they really really do well is they defend compact in a 532 the two wing backs come back the mid three come into a very very compact structure in the middle so that at least eight players who are defending very deep and even the two strikers drop back as well so i think again first we have to start by understanding that they defend really well and they have a low block and what they do is they're really good on counters so this is a team and i think this is what alex was referring to they don't really care about possession the possession numbers have been low throughout they don't really care about stuff like pass completion and you know uh finding people within a block no they just directly want to go to their strikers in fact a lot of their out balls are straight to one of their strikers usually one of the players is uh, a target man and the other striker is a more run in behind kind of striker so for all you people who wanted you know those two striker up top classical formations big man small man or target man poacher kind of combinations union berlin actually has that and they use it to devastating effect uh their poacher the poacher role player usually sheraldo becker in recent times is like extremely good um at least last year and uh, even the target man uh, is a really good out ball for them uh they do build up so i won't say it's zero they do have this 3-1 kind of build up um the goalkeeper the three center backs and uh, the defensive midfielder last year it was kedira who drops in and they form a 3-1 build up and sometimes a wing back also uh drops in to help but then largely this is a ploy to open a pathway to an advancing midfielder or a striker so they don't build up too much it's just one or two passes and then when a lane opens up they go direct so their intention constantly is to keep going direct and keep going on the counter um they had amongst the highest counter attacks in the league in the last few uh, seasons they are really good at finding that space uh that teams leave behind whether it's wide behind the full backs or whether it's behind the center back they're constantly good at finding those spaces repeatedly and i think that's those are the two things i would say they're really good at um one is defending in a, a deep block and making it tough for their opponents and another is finding those spaces and uh making use of it so in in essence they do force a very end to end game and i think this is the start of understanding of the success and the issues at union berlin a lot of their game is dependent on what happens at both ends the defensive end those defenders that compact block doing its job well and those two three four attackers doing their job well in terms of the movements the spaces those very sharp quick one two movements that get them through and create a chance right so lot of the magic happens at both ends of the pitch and in essence a a good or bad union berlin game is a end to end transitional game and that is the chaos they thrive in or they thrived in uh, more accurately and that's also probably the start of their issues yeah and but also i i would make a distinction here because obviously the bundesliga has a reputation of being a very sort of end to end transitional chaotic frantic league but the the general style of uh, like end to end play end to endness whatever it is in the bundesliga is very different to what union do because what happens in the bundesliga generally if you think about like a you know typical team 
is they will commit a lot of uh, numbers forward in attack they will press with great intensity and so they can get you know caught out uh, in sort of defensive transition right so the sort of the main problem i would say in the bundesliga is that defensive transitions are bad uh, relatively speaking but with union their defensive transition was one of was one of the best and in fact they did not press uh, and like to, yeah, to, I agree. to illustrate that their ppda last season was the lowest uh, was rather the highest in the league right so and obviously high means less pressing in terms of ppda so they pressed the least in the bundesliga last season um and i mean you'd never see them in like defending the opposition third it was always a 5-3-2 low block with you know at best maybe like a low slash mid block but the line of engagement was usually you know around the center circle at most and i think what was key about their defensive organization was uh, setting up in this block and the front five would be a very sort of centrally compact almost pentagon sort of uh, shape uh, and they would do really really well to just prevent the opposition from being able to play through the middle they would always force them wide so you've got the two strikers cutting off passing lanes and then when the opposition goes uh, wide like to their full backs the ball side midfielder so the number 8 would also step up and they and he would also ensure that the pass uh, the next pass which is played is only really open down the wing like you know along the touch line again you can't come inside against them so what union would basically do is they they're going to force you to go wide you can't obviously go in behind them because the, their defensive line is pretty low as opposed to you know most bundesliga uh, teams which have like crazy high lines so you can't go in behind them you can't play through the middle you have to go wide and then obviously they've got a back five so you know they've got great sort of horizontal side to side coverage at the back and they have a lot of numbers in the box so defensively they their sort of defensive organization was very very good and they'd also make some match specific tweaks so for certain games they'd also drop into a 5-4-1 with one of the strikers peeling back as well tracking back and that was often becker who you alluded to who's a great runner uh, uh, as well so he would not only be able to drop back and add uh, more defensive solidity but then in transition he would also be able to start his run deeper from deeper rather and therefore have a better chance of breaking through the opposition line undetected so yeah like 100% they do want to make the game end to end but the way they want to do it is to suck the opposition in and then hit them on the counter but they're never going to get hit on the counter because like that's the last thing they want uh so yeah i would say you know their sort of their ideal tactical system is built on some extreme defensive solidity and and they showed that last season i think they had the third best uh, no 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 that's no, that's that's my section uh, hold on okay yeah take it away alex I, I no, 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 alex varun has his hand up as well first it's varun Oh, gone, gone. Yeah, I just to close that point. Uh, totally agree with what you said. I think end to end not being pressing, counter pressing, but end to end being relying on what happens at both ends of the pitch. That that is what I meant. And just to add to your point, the opposition built a percentage that um, Union allowed last year was eighty one percent and the highest in the Bundesliga. So as you said, they were largely the team which went like. go on do your build up thing do whatever you want we are not getting into the final third it's all yours so yeah just wanted to 
close Which, that with one stat, Alex. Sorry, just no, just one. That's stat. okay. That's okay. I didn't have that written down, and it also sets up my point about how this is why I find them boring to watch. Any football fan find them boring to watch, which is they're so good at making other teams build up for no reason before hitting it long. It's like the ideal. It's like ideal boring team, right? Um, but let's talk about the stats as. I interrupted Neil to talk about because yes, they had the best defensive record in the Bundesliga last season. Fewest goals conceded. They were unbeaten at home, um, but they did overperform quite a bit. They scored thirteen and a half goals more than non-penalty expected goals suggested, which is huge. Second most in the Bundesliga behind which team, guys? One of a guess. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Easy, simple, Easy, simple stuff. Just teasing you. Just teasing you. Um, but yeah, they. I think percentage-wise, uh, Union will be much higher. Bayern are just high because both G and XG are just ma- massively inflated. But wait, wait, what do you mean by X percentage? I mean, like uh, the gap seems a lot because goals and expected goals both would be high for Bayern, like, right? For example, uh, yeah. yes, like, so like this... seventy minus fifty. Yeah, and exactly. Union might be you know fifty minus thirty-five, but then percentage-wise, the Union one is like crazy. Yeah, I mean look, that I've got for breath in front of or FB ref as you guys will tell me off for. And um, promise I can put out to test. Yeah, Bayern scored ninety-two goals last season uh, from an XG of seventy-five. Union scored 51 goals last season from an XG of 38. Actually, it's yeah. just not, not mega, mega difference, to be fair. I think by, but maybe that's dragged up by penalties for Bayern. I didn't, that's not non-penalty expected goals. But um, yeah, the, the broad point is, which is a good summary of what you guys have been talking about, so no need to dwell on it so much. Uh, Union's defence, amazing. 38 goals against in 34 games. Attack. Uh, much more middling. I think fifty-one puts them like right smack bang in mid-table, uh, just for goals for, not necessarily non-penalty goals for. Um, so yeah, that's the story of them. So what happens, I guess, when they stop conceding the goals? Well, we get this season, don't we? Do you guys want to take it off? Yep. Just one final point to add. Uh, anyone want to guess? Uh, obviously, Union finished fourth in the table last season. Anyone want to guess their expected points standing last season? Uh, I could guess ninth. I was going to guess eighth. Well, the correct answer is 13th. Wow, wow. that's so bad. I mean, give the context, Bundesliga, 18 teams, not 20. So that's pretty much fifth bottom, right? Yeah. Or fifth, and, sixth one. And this season, their expected points position is 14th. So <laughs> oh, basically, oh, really nothing's bad. really changed. But something has changed. So let's talk about that. Uh, let us begin by quickly addressing the tactics. As Varun said, not much has changed. The only thing that I would say has changed is that they have tried to use a 5-4-1 more often than they were doing last season. Um, as I said, though, defensively, they did often drop into a 5-4-1 last season as well. So not, not nothing massive, uh, massively different. In that respect, and also I should add that in recent weeks they have reverted to the five-three-two that worked so well. And you know, really, the the big difference uh, in this respect is just mainly whether the sort of profiles they use up front, right? So it would usually be you know, as as Varun said, a big target man and a, a runner in behind. But now they maybe try to use 
two target men and one runner like they obviously brought in David Dantrofofana on loan from Chelsea so you you do see him uh, with Kevin Behrens at times and Geraldo Becker as uh, uh, the, the runner uh, in behind so that's sort of the, the, the only real change you can say is like profile wise at most but in terms of like what they're doing what they want to do defend deep hit on the counter etc etc it's it's all basically the same uh, what they were doing last season so really tactically i mean you could say nothing has really changed and in terms of their underlying numbers as we said with expected points again like it's 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 such a minimal difference like their underlying numbers are almost i mean they're not obviously identical but they're almost the same the only real difference is the conversion so last season uh, they averaged i believe it was 0.8 uh, sorry that's not last season that is yeah sorry that is last season what am i saying uh, last season they averaged 0.87 uh, non penalty expected goals per 90 according to soccerment and if we translate that to this season anyone want to guess uh, what they've got this season <laughs> no <laughs> Okay. I have no idea. You know, I said myself. <laughs> I was letting Varun go first. I have no idea. Alex, uh, do you want to venture a guess? Say the question again. So last season, their NPXG per ninety, according to Soccer Mint, was zero point eight seven. Any guesses for this season's figure? I don't reckon it's that much of a drop off. I'm going to guess zero point nine five. Mind you, this is in the Bundesliga, but the correct answer is one point one one. And I checked this three times. Wow. I'm not mixing the seasons, so in well, fact, sorry, but that's a total extra. You mean? No, no, no. That's their NPXG per ninety. It was zero point eight three uh, per ninety last season. Now it is one point one one. Wow, fair enough. So the underlying numbers haven't haven't. I mean, if anything, they've gone the other way uh, compared to how their actual points have gone. But we do see some differences uh, in certain stats. Uh, and I think Warren has got some uh, other, maybe not exactly performance-based, but stylistic numbers, which are showing some differences. Yeah, I mean, they're not differences as such, but just a few points that some stats were always an issue. So in the previous year, they had the lowest pass completion percentage in the Bundesliga. I mean, lowest per- possession percentage as well, but then pass completion. is a little bit more of an issue it just shows that a team is very very willing to lose control now there are a lot of teams that set up in a low block encounter but then at least they have some measure of control right you know in berlin i think put too much pressure on the out of possession uh, quality because in possession they just have zero control and another thing i noticed was last year they had a very very high goals per shot uh, ratio a lot of the shots that they were taking they were scoring a lot of goals for the shots that they were taking and it was a little unsustainable um that has dropped a bit and that was always going to drop because it was, they they had the highest goal per shot ratio in in the bundesliga again then again their long pass completion so you would assume at least okay their pass completion is low maybe short and medium passes are low the long pass completion might be a little better again it was amongst the worst in the bundesliga so a lot of aimless direct long balls you know it was what alex was referring to a lot of these are not very very pinpoint well calculated uh, you know switches to a winger or a wing back or um, 
a long ball to a target man or a striker when that person is in space a lot of these are very scrappy long balls into a crowd without much build up without much possession without pulling opponents they just very very random balls so which is why the long pass percentage also is uh, is is really poor so, i mean these are just signs of the fact that this might not work often you know it, it, there there are a lot of matches where they'll just be spending a lot of time uh, spamming long balls have no pass completion have no control of the game and if their defense doesn't work they lose so that was always a reality and even in their defense if you notice again an extension of what neil was saying they have a lot of clearances they are the most clearances in the bundesliga which shows how comfortable they are just to be compact in wide crosses and you know clear and they had very low blocks though so you would imagine a team that's defending a lot you know usually uh, the worst uh, the most defensive teams in the league they'll just be high on all of them right they'll be high on clearances blocks tackles aerials all of them but union actually had lower blocks which just shows that they don't even try to press that little bit to block a shot you know they don't try to get in the way when someone is uh, going to shoot they actually stand off a lot so somewhere so much of standing off and so much of relying on clearances or final ditch you know last ditch actions was inviting a lot of risk so even defensively and in possession obviously i think they were playing with a lot of risk and if they really want to evolve probably one aspect will be to get some measure of control in either case some either measure of pressing or some measure of in possession control i think th- th- that is that is one issue also i would say statistically and uh, th- th- that is hurting them yeah on your point of control uh, i would disagree to say that i think now obviously you have to consider that union operate on a very tight budget in relative terms again to compare to the bundesliga they can't possibly spend like an rb leipzig do to evolve uh, sort of coming so, so on, on that note i actually had a point for later but since you're bringing it up uh, i want you guys to guess where their wage bill is in the bundesliga currently among mm-hmm. the 18 teams where do they stand so, i got a trick question or they're like 16th Actually, wait, 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 wait. They've they got Panucci in. He's got to be on our wish list. I'm going to guess 11th. Uh, I'll, I'll bump it to 13th. Okay, the answer is 9th. So, I was going to just, just want to say that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you can go on with your point, but I just wanted to put that thing out there that a wage bill is largely reflective of a team's uh, strength, you know. Um, statistically, analysis has proven that instead of transfer budget, uh mapping a team's position or their performance with the wage bill is a closer reference in terms of which team should finish where so you know berlin have a decent wage bill and even in previous seasons it wasn't that bad it was in the 11th 12th range and now it's in the 9th range because of bonucci and a f- and a few older players but then yeah i mean it's not it's not terrible that, that that's my point it's not like it's not like a brighton or a brentford you know who are genuinely 17th or 18th in the premier league 20 Uh, along with the relegation teams and they're coming 8th 9th that is like a massive overperformance i would say but union maybe not that much yeah yeah but i mean they're not like a top contender either right 9th is like proper mid table um yeah. and of course you also have to remember sort of stylistically how they've been coming through as compared to leipzig yeah they have always played this sort of a style uh, as opposed to leipzig's more direct in- intense style So like personally I don't think they should change their sort of 
like or evolve in any way because i do think out of possession uh they have control i would say because when they defend deep they can do it very well and they did it very well last season and to illustrate that with some last bit of stats so last season per 90 obviously we talked about their their own crazy overperformance uh, in terms of xg they uh, overperformed 0.40 xg non penalty xg per 90 last season but on the flip side uh, their opponents underperformed by 0.18 non penalty expected goals per 90 okay uh and over the course of the season i think that translates to about 6 uh npxg so their opponents underperformed by that margin now this season uh we are uh, just what like 10 11 games in their opponents have overperformed by plus 9.8 npxg so their defensive stats haven't exactly fallen off a cliff but their opponents have just yeah it, it this is i think this is pure variance um that there like this is 100% an unsustainable level of a good finishing or sort of goal conversion that they are facing right now because it's i think about 0.89 per 90 so it's very close to a whole goal uh, per 90 that per game basically that they are uh, sort of conceding more than the npxg they're conceding uh, and of course their attack has dropped a bit but yeah i think it's right like last season they were overperforming unsustainably and right now they're underperforming unsustainably and at the end of the day they're gonna i mean their overall level is somewhere in the mid table now that does not mean that you know one season they finish fourth then by law of averages they should finish like you know 14th or something this season obviously that's not how it works but ultimately their underlying level is somewhere in the mid table however uh, i think Alex has a very interesting point to make unless Varun you have something to add. Uh I do actually I'll just round off your point before we give what I think is a very long speech from Alex. I mean I'm seeing the doc and it's like 20 lines and the title is definitely an essay title. Um so I'll, my essay habits have really rubbed off on you guys i see so before we get into Alex's interesting essay I just wanted to round off your point with a few things. um i do agree on some things i was just looking at their last 12 13 games you know and all of them are losses there's just one draw there with napoli and all the others are losses and to be very fair at least in four five of those games both if you see statistically if you look at the xg and xga and even if you see the games yunan could have won and they've just been a little unlucky they have outperformed their opponents on xg in at least five games in the last 13 but they've lost all of them and in two of the big games madrid and napoli they they almost you know got a result uh, in the madrid game in the end there was jude bellingham madness even in the napoli game they got a one all draw and they could have won it so and even there against is, braga sorry to interrupt but even yeah, the yeah. second champions league game against braga i think they conceded in stoppage time to lose so yeah. like their first two champions league games they lost both in stoppage time so i mean yeah <laughs> it's just so unlucky Yeah and there are a few more things as well there's some injuries uh, i think khedira is one injury that they're missing a lot he was underrated uh, he was injured at the start of the season then there's just a lot of new players settling in very key positions like bonucci we have mentioned fofana you mentioned poland um 
and they're important positions for union as i said the two ends are where a lot of things happen for union so changes to the center backs or to the strikers and those very very simple like a 5% drop on the movements for the strikers or the patterns in how to how to run on the counters or in the transitions those become a massive difference for a team that relies so much on them so i do think on the topic of you know they do have some things that could recover from for them as the season go, goes on as you know the 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 situation in terms of uh, luck or variance whatever you want to call it changes new players settle in some players come back from injury i i think it might get better so probably not as doom and gloom um, as it seems now yep and with that i think we can leave the floor to professor alex yes Take it away, sir. thank you Yes, so I, I've sat back. I've heard you two argue about what makes the new, why the new Berlin fallen off, and I want to expand this to an even bigger point, which is I think it's not Union changing; it's the Bundesliga changing. Now, while you were talking, I actually just went back and looked at uh, every Bundesliga season since Union Berlin got promoted, and what's interesting is I expected them to have overperformed every season they have for goals and expected goals against. And they haven't really. Only last season was a major overperformance. Um, but what I did notice is that in the last two seasons where Union Berlin have finished fifth and fourth, the competition in the Bundesliga was pretty poor. I mean, in 21-22, they finished fifth and below them immediately were Freiburg, Kern, Mainz, Hoffenheim, Gladbach, that's when they were melting down, Wolfsburg when they almost got relegated. And Frankfurt with a dodgy season as well, right? Even last season, where Union finished fourth, the teams below them were Leverkusen, who sacked their manager at the beginning of the season after they were bottom. Uh, Frankfurt, again, you were a bit in and out. I think they're, they're the most interesting team in that sort of respect. And uh, Wolfsburg, again, under Niko Kovac, they took a while to get going. So what I think's happened really is there's a combination of different things. The Union haven't changed their tactics at all, as we've kind of said. They're basically very similar to last season, right? Uh, the quality of the Bundesliga has been weak in preceding seasons and Union overperformed massively. And I think what's changed is more the Bundesliga as a whole knows what to expect from them. And there's been quite a few teams that have changed around. So again, I looked at in our, our doc, um, I've noted down all the teams uh, the Union beat last season. Oh, not all. Some of the teams they beat last season. Uh, they beat RB Leipzig home and away. Uh, they beat Frankfurt. They beat Borussia Mönchengladbach home and away. They also beat early season Dortmund. Uh, while they lost uh, to late season Dortmund when they were really good. And uh, Bayern and Chabi Alonso's Leverkusen. I think the key aspect between those three teams is that these were teams at their at their point in form were a lot better at breaking down sort of defences who were sitting deep against them. And Union's successes, as we have outlined throughout the pod, has been against Bundesliga teams who are used to attacking in transition, denying them that space to the tra- attacking transitions have. And a lot of these teams just never found an answer. I think what's changed this season is that the tactical sort of flexibility, identities in the Bundesliga is developing. Stuttgart last season went from one of the least ball-dominant sides in the league to 58% possession under Sebastian Hurnes, right? Like, totally different overhaul. Uh, Leipzig, 
on the Marco Rosa, as we established in the podcast earlier in the season, I think they were top of the Bundesliga since he took over. They're really now in their pomp, right? Leverkusen refreshed them 4 0 the weekend. That's a game I watched as well. Like, Union didn't necessarily do anything wrong. It's just they couldn't deal with the rotations that Leverkusen were giving them, basically. It's just a really good side that aren't just against a deep block and thinking, oh, I don't know what to do at this point. Like They're, they're more prepared for this. So I, I'd say they've kind of made a bed that they're having to lie in. And it, if we talk about this at work as well, about uh, me and Mr. John McKenzie spoke about this. He has a big problem with West Ham and David Moyes. And he, his logic is that, yeah, you could have a good season where you you finish in European spaces and then maybe in those knockout competitions you go far. But equally, because of the lack of control you have in games by not being the protagonist in games and by basically putting the power of whether you win or lose more in the hands of the opposition, right? You can have the seasons where you just completely collapse, like West Ham did almost last season, but they almost got relegated. And I say Union Berlin foot more into that category. I think this season isn't, you know, a massive fall and next season we'll see the bounce back. I think this is just really Union Berlin now and the Bundesliga has evolved to combat them. And uh, I think maybe this is the peak we'll see them at and they'll have to change quite quite. Is it just me or did we I lose mean, Alex? Especially when we're talking early in the pod, when we were praising them. I was just getting the vibes of Burnley again. It was like when they finished seventh. It's like, it, 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 we can't undersell me, how Alex, much the Bundesliga has changed in the last few years. And it's also a historic point as well. I know I've battered on a lot, but... In the early 2000s, uh, there were still a lot of German teams playing over Sweeper, I think it was. And it, 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 this is from Raphael Honoschein's Das Reboot book. It just seems like German, uh, German tactics tend to come in long eras. And it feels like we're only now getting out of the era where everyone's like, oh, we need to press high like Leipzig and Jürgen Klopp's Dortmund. It feels like only now teams are like, actually, we need to start to learn to break down these defensive blocks. And uh, Union are the biggest victims of that. Well, first of all, that was a wonderful uh, monologue from you, Alex. I think that deserves a round of applause. Um, Thank you. And yeah, just one final point to sort of uh, add to that. Uh, Beyond, as you rightly pointed out, the likes of Stuttgart and Leverkusen enjoying success uh, by learning to control possession better. I think on the flip side, some of the lower table teams are also learning that it is okay to not press like absolute wolves for every single second of every single match. And it's fine to defend in a deeper block like Union themselves do. And to illustrate that, here's a, a quick example. So the highest or rather the lowest PPDA tally in the Bundesliga last season was 9.83. The lowest this season is 11.49. And that is obviously a, 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 a fairly significant change over the course of the season I would say so and to add to that as well I was watching Gladbach against Wolfsburg this weekend Gladbach won 4-0 but they didn't win because they were scintillating in possession they won because they frustrated Wolfsburg defending in a 5-3-2 low block and then eventually capitalizing on mistakes really so I think the on one side wild teams are learning to control possession better on the other side teams are also learning to defend in a block better and both of those things are negative for Union because what Union want is teams who go gung-ho in possession and who go gung-ho pressing. And once they stop getting that, you know they can't really effectively play their style. So certainly, yes, in some ways they will have to adapt. I don't think they need to completely change their style, 
like I'm yeah I don't want them to become like a possession controlling team personally I think they're really fun uh yeah I do enjoy that counter-attacking play and especially like Geraldo Becker and his runs are super entertaining to me but they will have to sort of learn to either deal with uh sort of well I mean not necessarily low blocks but at least to deal with teams that are not pressing so much so learn to establish some degree of control in possession as Varun said before uh, and also learn to sort of try and create counter-attacking situations rather than rely on opposition mistakes. I think that ties into the idea of rest attack that we spoke of uh, in one of our previous episodes. But yeah, I think uh, Varun has something to add. Go on, Varun. Yeah, I mean, firstly, Alex, really good essay. That was totally worth it. Um, and just to add to Alex's point, the team which has allowed the highest opposition builder percentage in the Premier League is West Ham. And they've done more so than Union. They allow 86%, Union are only 83%. So there are parallels there. And I agree with the troubles both teams are having in terms of, you know, matching up with the rest of the league. And totally agree with Neil and Alex. And what I would say is a team that they probably can learn, learn a bit from are Brentford. Uh, very similar setup in some ways. They also play a 5-3-2, 5-4-1 uh, some variant of this. They also came from the lower league. They also survived in the uh, Premier League and came in the top half twice now. But they have evolved their gameplay a little bit. So, for example, Brentford are somewhere in the middle when it comes to restricting opponent build-up. They do have some measures of possession control. They, they just don't go completely long all the time. Though their main avenues are still deep 5-3 defense and counter, just like Union. But then they do get in other elements of control now and then when they can, whether it's in pressing or whether in possession. So I think that's a good in-between for Union to aim at, where they can be themselves, be true to their style, but just get a bit more control and be a little smarter against the teams around them. Yep, that's a fantastic point. I think Brentford are probably the perfect example. So that rounds us off really, really nicely. Last thing, as always, let us have some very quick predictions for Union this season. I, I, I suppose the Champions League league is yeah, really a write-off. I, I, I mean, at this point, with four games played, it's pretty clear they're not gonna advance, and it doesn't look likely they can even drop into the Europa League. Uh, so unless anyone wants to debate that, let us just quickly have your league position and also the DFB Pokal result for Union. Who wants to go first? Wow. No one? Okay, I'll go <laughs> first. Go first? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go, I'll go. Um, I think in the league, they go up to ninth. I think they will get better in the league. Uh, but just one random thing. I was reading a Reddit thread on Union Berlin's issues and one of the Union Berlin loyal fans said, Dude, five years back, we were nowhere. We were in the second Bundesliga. And now we're in the Champions League playing Madrid and Napoli. So I'm I'm, I'm happy no matter what, as long as we don't get relegated. I think that's probably the attitude Union Berlin fans should have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, this is also worth mentioning. Their fan support has been incredible. Like, even when they lost 12 straight matches, you know, all of their fans were staying in the stadium throughout applauding the players at the end and I think there was even one point uh, I think it was after the Champions League game against Braga or maybe Real Madrid which they lost in stoppage time 
when basically the fans, like the players, were sort of in front of the fans at after the end of the game, and they were all the players were really rather dejected. But one of the the sort of the leaders among the fans who was sort of leading the chants, uh, basically sort of gave a bit of a mini mini speech where he said, "Look, we might have lost all these games in a row, but you saw your performance. You know, you matched like Real Madrid and Braga, like top teams in Spain and Portugal for ninety minutes, and you only lost by a small margin. So." You, know, you guys are still doing amazing, uh, and like it, they basically were incredibly supportive of them, and that's super super rare to see, uh, you know, today. But yeah, yeah, as you said, Union fans more than anyone else are really really aware of where they've come from, and I think a big reason behind that is that their rise has been so organic, and also obviously the cultural factors of uh, where they're based and the club history play a part in that. But yeah, that's definitely worth adding. So with that, uh, my prediction. I think ninth is optimistic, to be honest. I am gonna say, Union will finish. Up, you know what? I'll give you a number. I'm gonna say they finish nine, uh, nine, ten points clear of the relegation zone, uh, wherever that may be. But I would imagine that will be something like eleventh, eleventh, twelfth. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna say around ten points will be the gap, and in the DFB Pokal, I think they can still do something, because uh, you know their style clearly is suited to knockout football if they can get there. So I'm gonna say a, a good, you know what I'm gonna say, because Leipzig and Bayern are out, I'm gonna say Union get to the final. Why not, Alex? Bold prediction. Um, I think I agree with you that Union fans know ball and any other fans where they come from I think that's why they're going to be at home next season because I think they're going to be back in the Bundesliga I think they're getting relegated I think they're going to finish wow. 17th um, I, I, I think they will win the, the Pokal I think he'll be the perfect Union fairy tale. and to wrap my mind bit off I just want to give an opportunity I doubt either you will know this um, but I'm going to give you one quick football quiz question off Union Berlin and if you know it you'll get eternal respect from everybody else um, so uh, Shalado Becker, uh, this isn't the actual quiz question, but does anyone know which nation um, he represents? Suriname, next. Yes, good. So, Neil, which other player in Europe's top five leagues represents Suriname? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, top five leagues, that is bad. Oh, I'll give you a clue. He's a left back, and that's all I'm saying. Is it, is it Jerome Roussillon? Uh, oh no, my no, god, no. Neil, it is wrong. It is wrong, yeah, it's wrong. It, I, it, it's it's nah, no, wait, wait, wait. Aaron, no. any guesses? I'm sitting this one out. I think this is <laughs> Neil, Neil's territory. Hold on, hold on. Concacaf, man. Concacaf is my region. Now, nah, give me one more guess. Can, can you give me the league? I spread of cheating. But... Uh, yeah, Syria. Ah, okay. And he plays a recently that. promoted team. That might be a giveaway. Back. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, but I can't... Uh, okay, wait. I'm, I'm probably saying his name wrong, okay? But if this is somewhere near, then I, I think you have to give me the benefit of doubt. Besides some guy called Rodrigo Hops or something like that? Yeah, Neil's got it. It's him, it's him. I'm afraid he's wrong. Wait, what's his name? 
It's wrong. No, it's not Rodrigo Haps. It's somebody um, completely unrelated. It's called uh, Rodrigiano uh, Haps. Neil got it wrong. I think we just need to make that clear. <laughs> uh, he got someone totally different. Complete guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is uh, Rodrigiano Haps. Um, but yeah, I guess that's only really for the people who really know their football. Anyway, back to you, Neil, for the outro. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Right. Um, Yes, I think that was a lovely episode at the end of that. Uh, a lovely discussion about Union and the Bundesliga as a whole, uh, you know, sort of through that lens. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much to you guys, Alex and Varun, for that lovely discussion. Of course, thanks to everyone who listened. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. So as always, uh, you can find all of us on Twitter. I'm at Shirat Neil. Varun runs the at Devils DNA account. Alex is at EuroExpert underscore. Uh, and if you go to the ad get football EU handle, you will find all of the country specific get football accounts, including all of Europe's top five leagues. Uh, so you can uh, go, go, go through those and you will be absolutely plugged in to everything that's going on right now in all the major leagues around the world with analysis, news, videos, opinions from some of the best people around. You can find a link to all those things in the notes or description of this episode as well, depending on uh, where you're listening. And if your app allows it, please do give us a five-star rating as well, because that really helps us with our reach. And of course, uh, if you can share the episode, if you enjoyed it, then obviously that naturally helps with reach. But in any case, thank you very much for listening. A big thanks to you guys, Varun and Alex, as always. And we will be back next week with another interesting episode. But take care until then. Bye-bye.